Hi smooches, you're listening to Make Out Already. This is Meg, and I am continuing my solo hosting stunt while Liz is on maternity leave, this time with a special guest visit from Sarah. You might recognize her from our episode on the amazing movie Practical Magic, which I'll link in the show notes. She's joining me to lend her slutty daddy expertise to this episode about season two of the Netflix series Shadow and Bone. It's based on the YA books by Lee Bardugo. So much stuff happens over the course of this show that this recap episode could not be anything other than chaotic, but this is one of those episodes where we forget we're recording and it's just two buds talking about some hot fantasy shit, so spoilers ahead. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Meg. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm just a bottle full of sunshine. Oh, damn. I'm going to peck again if I am going sunshine. And this is the day that uh, she has risen. Where... <laughs> Praise her. <laughs> Praise her. We are recording on this holy Sunday, bank holiday, before my family obligations suck my life force out of me. I am so sorry. We have family obligations, but we are not doing them. Hey, as we that's do awesome. Every, every year we get invited and every year we do not go. <laughs> yeah, I need to get better about that. I <laughs> Just <really> say no. <laughs> just say no to Easter. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to do it. It's not my family. So I just sit on the sidelines and wait to see. And disassociate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of life force, we're here to talk about season two of Shadow and Bone Woo. in an episode that I have already decided to call Shadow and Bone Me All Over Again. I saw that as I <laughs> opened up the Zoom meeting and I was like, wow, truly a more perfect title has never been created. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that said, that title being made, I feel like this season was less sexy hot 1000 percent agree okay very upset by it yeah the daddy energy was not as strong (sighs) it was a real a real shame (laughs) (laughs) um so this is sarah (laughs) hello she's our spooky season correspondent and she's joining us as a resident zaddy expert (laughs) aficionado of sorts as uh, someone who is obsessed with Pedro Pascal, I would say that's very accurate. Yeah, yeah. You have, you're like a sommelier of, oh my gosh, of daddy you. energy, slutty wow. daddy energy. My confidence has just skyrocketed. <laughs> I love that. Um, so we had an episode, which I'll link in the show notes, where we talked about season one. But on our on our outline for today, we have a lightning fast recap <laughs> of season one from me with little to no preparation. And Boy. I have I've kept with that promise and I have not prepared. I'm so happy for you <laughs> and for me. So season one, we have a lot of world building. We are trying to uh understand the map which is surprisingly important for the show and hard for someone like me who's not a spatial thinker and i did notice so i did a rewatch before i started season two and they have added um at the very beginning of the first episode like a cgi 
retelling of like the whole backstory. Oh, I did not see this. Yeah, including a map. And so I'm wondering like what kind of feedback they got that they felt like that was helpful. But when I was sitting down, because I was forcing my friend Christine to watch it (laughs) for the first time, and she was like completely overwhelmed by this overview that's understandable yeah so it's like maybe it helps with explaining but also like if you don't have any context for understanding like all the the terms of the the different countries and things like that then it doesn't make any sense anyway I was so glad I watched with subtitles because I'm like I yeah if I did not see these same words repeated over and over my brain would not process them as sounds and go what (laughs) Speaking of all like the the words and language that's specific to the show, uh, I was reading this interview with Ben Barnes and he was talking about how he's like the quote unquote professor of the cast and okay. like he takes it very seriously. He gets really annoyed with shows that have like non-real words and they haven't agreed mm-hmm. on how those non-real words are pronounced would agree that upsets me so much yeah and I'm, I was trying to think of examples but, and obviously like Game of Thrones came to mind yeah um the only example I could really think of from that show was uh Cersei they said her name like That's multiple totally different yeah. ways Cersei 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 <laughs> um, so he will find these like Slavic, in this case, Slavic-inspired words. Mm-hmm. Um, he will do like a, I don't know, like a group chat with the producers and Lee Bardugo, who's the author of the books, mm-hmm. and they'll like hash out how you actually say it. He records himself saying it slowly multiple times, and he sends it out to the whole cast so they can be on the oh, same page. I'm like, er- more erotic things have never <laughs> been so <laughs> Can I have access to these clips, please? Listen to them as I go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He said that in the he gets roasted in like the cast group chat for doing it, and they're like, had trouble sleeping last night, so I played played this recording, (laughs) knocked me right out. I think his voice is great. His voice is top tier. Yeah. Especially his like breathy, growly, darkling mm-hmm. voice. Um, and it has a really nice combination with like his shark eyes. You didn't see him as much in this season, but when I rewatched season one, I was like, when he looks at Alina, I'm like, your eyes are so big and dark right now. <laughs> like, you just want to swallow him. <laughs> oh, okay. See, this recap. That's supposed to be lightning fast is already not and very chaotic. So. You know what? I love it. It's great. Um, yeah. So we have this this world that's sort of like it's fictional, but it's you can kind of see equivalents of real countries in these fake countries. Um, so we have uh the main country that we're focused on is Ravka, which is sort of like Russia-ish. Yeah, I assumed um, like at one point they said Tsar, and I'm like, okay, so this is Russia. Yes. Yeah. And so it's split into East and West Ravka by this abomination called the Fold, which is like a shadow monster storm permanent thing that people will try to cross for reasons of like trade and just needing to get to other places. And most of the time they're dead. 
So there's like a lot of orphanages across this these countries for orphans caused by the fold. Um, to the north, we have Fjerda, and they're sort of like Scandinavian, Nordic, and they're sort of um, zealots. The Druskela are, are zealots of about hunting Grisha. Um, witches yeah which they call witches in this world grisha are the people who have sort of not magical powers but they call it the small science they can manipulate like air or water or fire or shadow or light or metal um things like that just like special talents um they have a history of being ostracized and persecuted or used for their special talents um, and then we have the Shu Han dy- uh, not dynasty empire, and that's basically like East Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, Ravka is in an ongoing war with them. And then we have an island called Ketterdam that gives kind of like a, um, I don't know, like a Amsterdam-y, London-y type like city. Uh, I honestly never even picked that up. I was like, Ketterdam is a part of Ravka, I assume. Oh, and, it's uh, part of, it's, it's Kerch. It's Kerch. Right. Um, And so they have a place called The Barrel there that's like, I don't know, like gang run. Seedy. Seedy city areas. of. It, it's giving London for me, like old school London. <laughs> yeah. Um, It's giving the plague. It's yeah, it's giving bubonic plague. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's giving gin alley. Um, yes. So yeah, that's our that's our basic layout. Uh, we have two particular orphans that we are very fixated on. And that's uh, Malian Retsev and Melina Starkov. They are pals from the olden days in Karemzin orphanage, and they're in the army now, which I guess everyone has to be. Uh, he's a tracker she's a map maker and then he gets assigned to go through the fold and she's like I'll be damned if he's gonna go in there and die without me uh because I'm in love with him he's not quite there yet but I (laughs) am in love with him so I'm gonna get myself assigned to this so she gets on the boat the skiff and they sail on the sand into the fold they are attacked of course Mal's almost taken and she is like freaking out and then she's almost taken and they're both freaking out and then she explodes into white light uh-huh. and they discover that not only is she Grisha which she did not know but she is this uh, long foretold Grisha called the Sun Summoner who's supposed to be able to take down this abomination called the Fold and uh, unite Ravka and she's like, okay, I'm not Grisha. I'm just a map maker. And they're like, no, nah, bitch, you're Grisha. <laughs> and we're going to take you to the little palace where we do all of our Grisha training. And it's like a little Grisha haven. And you're going to get to know Daddy Darkling, General Kurgan, who leads all the Grisha of the Second Army. And they kind of hit it off <laughs> in like a very sexy way. <laughs> <laughs> we're into it we are deeply into it she's not hearing from mal at all she's like well i guess it really was one-sided after all but turns out our daddy darkling was being a little sneaky sneak and he was he was taking their letters to each other and hiding them and trying to manipulate uh 
Alina into being his boo so that they could weaponize the fold because he, in fact, is the creator of the fold. Dur, dur, dur. Love it. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of manipulation, but she escapes and Mal also escapes and they go find this amplifier to make her extra strong so that hopefully she can defeat the Daddy Darkling. Doesn't really work. But at the end, they're all uh, kind of going their separate ways. They think the Darkling has died, but surprise, bitch. He's still alive. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> um, and that's where we leave off. I didn't really talk about the crows. Um, they're but there. that's fine. That's, they're there. <laughs> we get it. They show up and do things. Yeah, they do. They're there for a good heist. They like to bring the, like... Uh, like the comedic relief in season yes. one. You know, they're just a gang of misfits, a found family that does some thievering. Love them. <laughs> All right. Glad they're there. Yeah. All right. That was the chaotic recap. Fantastic. 10 out of 10. Thank you. Um, yeah, anything that you feel that I missed that should be touched upon? Um, I think the only thing was that with the amplifier, mm-hmm. Daddy put some in his hand yeah. so that he was connected to Alina and could control her powers. Right, right. But then she stabbed it out. Yeah, which was great to see. I was a fan of that. <laughs> Okay. But unfortunately, as we learn in season two, yeah, there's fragments in there. You gotta yeah. get the splinters out. Turns out that just like stagger stabbing a dagger through someone's hand <laughs> does not like surgically remove all the remnants of this antler that is in his hand. Ooh, so they God. have throughout the second season, even though they're like enemies now, um, they still maintain this sort of like connection via the fragments of the antler in his hand. And it's like very much Kylo Ren and Ray. I was about to bring up the same yeah, thing. Like, like the energy here is the same. Yeah. Where they're the things that they do to each other <laughs> in this <laughs> are not space, exactly what we want. <laughs> no, they're not what we want. But they do have like real physical consequences on their bodies. Mm-hmm. But when other people are like in the room, you can't they can't see the other right. person like interacting. Um, it's like a whole mind fuck. This is so this isn't really a part of the plot, which is why I'm gonna jump to it. There's an episode where Kirigan is watching Alina sleep and he's just like standing over yeah, her. And he's like and reaching he, out. Yeah. And then he does the thing where he like puts out a candle with his hand, but beforehand he sticks his fingers on his tongue yes! and he keeps it there for quite a while and like more of his finger than I think needs to be in there. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> I just, about that. I was like, what's what's happening here? I don't think this is quite how they wanted this to come off because it just looked very strange. <laughs> I totally forgot that happened. I was like, wait, what why is he sticking his fingers in there? <laughs> and he looked I mean, very aggravated. Not that I'm like it in there mad that he's taking his fingers yeah just i kind of wish it looked a little more sensual and so just like angrily putting it in there i totally forgot (laughs) oh boy okay so we should we should do a little plot synopsis yes i suppose that would be good (laughs) 
So I guess it starts out with um, Elena and Mal are on the run because mm-hmm. they think everyone's going to be after her since she's the Sun Summoner and everyone thinks that she was helping out Kirigan. Right. And uh, my first note is if she's on the run, why is she dressed so nicely? I don't know. <laughs> it really bothered me. <laughs> Shouldn't you be trying to blend in a little more? Yeah. <laughs> they look uh, pretty bougie. <laughs> I mean, I liked it. I would wear it. Yeah. But maybe not if I was hiding from the entire country. Yeah. Yeah. That's valid. Um, and also, they are fully, Mal and Alita, fully a couple now. Just going straight to like some heavy makeouts. Yeah. I was for it. I wanted a little, little more lead up. Like, I know we had the entire first season, but I'm like, <laughs> I need just just drag it out a little more yeah it didn't have the um sexy passionate energy of exactly the the darkling and Alina in season one I think because for like maybe for good reason because they have known each other or the characters have known each other their whole lives and it's like more of like a it's like a comfortable thing right just but nike just do it just do it (laughs) so we do get some heavy petting in season in episode one i mean i am for heavy petting (laughs) always (laughs) so they're making out um kaz and crew comes back to find out that pekka rollins has taken over everything including the crow club right and at this point, we don't know why, but he really hates our good friend, Becca. <laughs> our pal. Our, our bestie. <laughs> um, let's see. Mal and oh. Alina are heading to Novi Zem to mm-hmm. try to investigate how to find the Sea Whip, which is the second of the three amplifiers that were created by Moritzova. Yes. Um, so she already has the stag. And she's like, okay, well, that wasn't enough for me to defeat him, so I had clearly need two. Gotta more. catch them all. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. So they go to Novi Zem, which is like, um, uh, it was sort of like Nigeria, I think. Yeah. And they consider Grisha to be blessed. Like that's like one area where they're not stigmatized. But uh because of a random drawing that someone can look at a black and white pen drawing and be like, that's her the sun summoner (laughs) (laughs) they're on like a chase and they're trying to escape and uh the the zemeni people are real ones and they like stop the ravkin military from arresting them in this very like solidarity way the military doesn't even try to push through the crowd they just go you're standing there i i guess you're good i can't (laughs) (laughs) i cannot pass yeah um what else happens um, I know we're introduced to uh, Sturmhond. I don't Sturmhond, even remember if yes. that's how you say it. Uh-huh. But and find out that he is the man who paid or hired the crows to kidnap the Sun Summoner. Right. And then towards the end of that first episode, as Mal and Alina are like trying to run away, because I think the first army was there mm-hmm. and they recognized Mal as a deserter so they're mm-hmm. running away and run straight on to Sturmhan's ship mm-hmm. and then 
they decide, you know what, actually, we're going to be buddies. And we're going to go <laughs> amplifier hunting together. We're going on an adventure. Yeah. He's like very, he's a, he's a pirate, but he's very into being called a privateer. And he is a cornball pirate. And he's got like, he's much beloved by his crew. And he's got a few Grisha in his employ. And uh, I have to hmm? bring up some of the Grisha. Mm -hmm. There's a man named Tolia. Mm -hmm. And he is so pretty. (laughs) (laughs) I said, hello, daddy. Hello, daddy. (laughs) Let me add you to the list. (laughs) Yeah. And he's all into reciting poetry, much to everyone's annoyance (laughs) in the entire show. Um, And so he's like, yeah, cool. We'll help you find this amplifier. I want to pay witness to you tearing down the fold. Hell yeah. So I don't know. I think we're probably into episode two now. Yes. Uh, They go and they do find the sea whip. Yes. Little dragon-ish thing hiding in a cave. And And they were going to try not to kill it, but it was... Unfortunately. A little wily. And (laughs) they did kill it. (laughs) Yes. And she puts the scales on her and she's like, wow, I'm full of power now. (laughs) And then when she gets the amplifier, she sees what it saw in its last moments. And it's like just staring at our boy Mal. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And she's feeling all overloaded with power. And then Mal comes up to her. He's like fighting his way through the power. He grabs her. And they give her a big old hug. They start making out. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, they're ready to go at any moment. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, that does not happen for a while. Yeah. Um, (laughs) For unknown reasons. Um, So they're like, cool. Let's hop on this flying ship head into the fold and tear it down now she's like awesome let's go (laughs) and they go in and she's like (laughs) like blasting a tunnel (laughs) through it but it is not working enough yeah (laughs) daddy is in the back of her mind Mm -hmm. the trauma he has caused yeah Yeah, his daddy issues cannot be pushed away (laughs) yeah so she she kind of fizzles out And then, of course, they get attacked by Volcra and stuff, and the the sail that's keeping the flying ship aflight mm-hmm. is like on fire. They crash land in Ravka, and the same first army fuckers are there <laughs> again. How did they make it so quickly? They're like, "Hey, you're probably a pirate, and we're gonna <laughs> arrest you." And then Sturmon is like, "Again, surprise, bitch." <laughs> I'm your prince. <laughs> I'm Prince Nikolai Lansov. I've been undercover as a corny ass pirate this whole time. As you do. <laughs> and they're like, my lord, what's <laughs> Um, And then she's like, Alina's like, what the fuck? You lied, you traitor. <laughs> He's like, yeah, sorry about that. Let's head back to the palace. And then they're like, okay, fine. Right. Your <laughs> everyday occurrence. <laughs> you crash you find out he's a prince you go to the palace yeah yeah uh what else am i missing oh i need to talk about so there's a little failed venture with the crows where they're trying Mm -hmm. to get into pecan pecca rollins info Mm -hmm. and while this is happening inej is in a fight and she gets wounded Mm 
Mm. And after she's in a room solitarily and Kaz comes in and sees that wound on her arm and he's like, I got to touch her arm through my gloves and this rag. Yeah. So he's so scared, but it's still so sensual. And he's just like, I'm going to. Gonna grab at your arm, very but we want each other. <laughs> it doesn't look like it, but we do. <laughs> yeah, even despite that, though, I felt like their their chemistry and the tension between them was the thing that kept me interested this season. They had the best chemistry out of anyone. Yeah, I like I think this a picture of them from the red carpet, and I was like, "Mommy <laughs> and Daddy." <laughs> yeah, I think. Their chemistry was what we were missing from not having the Kirigan and Alina chemistry. Yeah. Which there was still some of that, but yeah. not like it was in the first no, season. No, it was just a sprinkle. was not very <laughs> just a little sprinkle. We are getting a fair number of flashbacks from Kaz. Yes. Throughout that are sort of explaining his backstory a little bit. Um, and why he wears gloves all the time uh, it's pretty so gross sad. and sad so uh, and also why he fucking hates Pega Rollins yeah. uh, because he and his brother were orphaned and uh, his brother was like I'm gonna become a traitor the, I heard about this get rich quick scheme uh, I'm, let's go invest and so they put their whole little inheritance into this but it was just a con run by pega and so they're left with nothing and then the brother gets some firepox disease think. yeah firepox yeah. uh and i assume that kaz does too but lives um yeah it and they showing him like on a pile of dead bodies and he's yeah. just like touching them all and that's why he can't yeah, Not the plague was right such now. that like they couldn't take care of the number of bodies and they had to get them off of Ketterdam so that mm-hmm. it didn't keep spreading. So they like floated like a huge pile of bodies out into the water and we see little baby cats coming too and this pile of dead bodies is looking at his brother's dead body and his hands are like sliding on slimy yeah. dead bellies. Oh. So <sighs> we can let him wear his gloves. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> understandable (laughs) i think i would be like yeah keep those suckers on yeah it's fine it's (laughs) fine i really they show his hand sliding on his belly like multiple times yeah it's like very visceral they're really bringing it home with being disgusted (laughs) yeah and horrified uh so um going back to ravka Mm-hmm. Nikolai proposes that he and Alina should get married or at least like be engaged to help join the I don't remember what the normal people are called but I'm going to call them the normies and the, the normies. since everyone <laughs> everyone hates the Grisha now because they think they're all with Kirigan yeah and he's like we gotta bring our country back together and, and he's trying to extend protection from assassination to her by like yes. taking her under the Lansov name and Mal just seems like fine with this yeah, he's like I support you 
no matter what your decision we know what's real Mm -hmm. but then I think that was at the end of an episode and then the next episode starts with Nikolai announcing the engagement Mm -hmm. and then also that Alina is going to take over as the head of the second army Mm -hmm. in the Grisha and suddenly Mal's not Ford anymore yeah which like he's got a point he's like this whole thing was to protect you and then you announced that you're going to take over the second army and that just puts a bigger target on your back he's like what was the what was the point of this (laughs) yeah there was one of the smaller issues I had was like while they're in this palace so I get that they're now having to hide their relationship because she's engaged but they literally like hang out in a hallway and then kiss and she's like I know you don't agree but this is what I'm doing and it's cool so and it's bye and then she just walks away and I'm like y'all aren't even trying to like sneak into a room together that's what I'm saying (laughs) Like we have the interrupted heavy petting in episode one, yeah. and he'll and he's just a he's like break. see you tonight, and then they're like being chased out of the city or whatever. So that's all, and then they're on the boat with Stormond, and they're just like in these little hammocks, like nothing's yeah. happening <laughs> no there. Privacy. And now they're finally at the palace, and for reasons, so like what are the reasons that there they're aren't any? Into? This is the moment. <laughs> yeah you don't even like if you're not ready you don't even have to do anything but why wouldn't you want to be like spending that time together without other people around yeah if you don't yeah. trust <laughs> yeah and I think that that kind of thing might make more sense in the book so I haven't read them I just I get either. the sense that like there's a lot more of a pattern of them being like apart and then coming mm-hmm. back together like over and over that maybe makes that make more sense but in the context of the show it's like y'all should be you should be boning <laughs> 1000 percent though <laughs> let's get to it yeah um but uh the prince nikolai's cunty cunty brother Vasily, <laughs> sees this tete-a-tete in the hallway and he's mm-hmm. like hmm um so he's gonna try to do a little sabotage uh and they're having like a party to announce the engagement and it's supposed to be all secret to protect olina from like kirigan and his forces and the conti brother is like i'm gonna tell everybody (laughs) i'm gonna tell (laughs) all my contacts in the underworld so many people arrive at this party Mm -hmm. and they're expecting like a small gathering and it's just huge but mal yeah mal isn't there because he's been kidnapped yeah like, just very quickly he just got conked on the head he just whoop and they're like oh mm-hmm. we're taking you back you're a deserter yeah but then uh while they're at the party well shadow monster time <laughs> <laughs> the nishavoya <laughs> nishavoya uh-huh crash this party and they say, hey, country brother, you're dead now. <laughs> I'm going to literally rip you, your body in half, like a little, what is that? That's like party cracker thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they grab his head and they grab his screen and just rip him in half. And we're like, cool. He was a cunt anyway. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were definitely good with that. Yeah, that was um, fine. Chaos ensues. Alina, like, <laughs> Alina gets running away and she's in this hallway and then she starts having one of those little dreamy sequences with 
daddy here again mm-hmm. and he's like coming up and he touches her face and yeah <laughs> I loved he's like I'll come back for you and then it stops and then like 30 seconds later they actually see each other in person <laughs> like, okay you were just in another room so but she has to be understand. like be like are y'all seeing him too <laughs> yeah <laughs> we have to establish this that he wasn't there and now he is yeah uh they really cannot fight these shadow monsters that he yeah. emerged from the fold with. Yeah, they don't um, have a heart, so the heart renders can't do anything. Right. It's not like they can just be like shot at or or stabbed because they're just made of shadow and they aren't really controlled by him so much. Like he right. used Murzos to make them and they their duty is like to protect him. Um, but he can't really control when they come out or what they do do mm-hmm. he can just bring them to where he wants them to be and says go my pretties fly my pretties <laughs> so there's like um, a little little small moment battle with them and then like the building crumbles down and separates them mm-hmm. and then i guess he leaves yeah <laughs> i guess so the next thing that starts with like the next episode is everyone that's still alive is underground. Yeah, they're in the catacombs. And uh, Alina's freaking out because she can't find Mal, but like lots of people are injured. And uh, um, then like some some shadow smoke starts seeping in and they're like, whoa, 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 what? Everybody <laughs> run! And then it turns out it's fucking Bagra. <laughs> yeah, Madam Hooch has arrived. Madam Hooch has arrived and with Jenya in yeah. tow. Jenya, who had been Ugh. remained devoted to Kirigan, who has been pretty down bad uh, since his reemergence from the fold. Uh, he's got like a little scarred up face and he's just a little he's a little cranky mm-hmm. and he's they're like slumming it in this abandoned I don't know, villa. <laughs> I don't know. With his remaining henchmen, Jenya's like, ooh, this is not feeling good. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to go. And she starts trying to leave, and he's like, think again, bitch. And he sends his niche voya, and they scratch up her face. And poor David is there when it happens, because they were going to run away together. Yeah. And he can't That's do nothing. anything to help her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel torn, because it's like, okay, he doesn't even try, but then if he did, he would have been in the same position, and he ends up getting to Alina and telling her about the Merzost and the shadow monsters. Right. So, it's for the best, but you also kind of wish he tried. Jenya gets a really fucking raw deal in this entire that show. Is, I hurt for her yeah. so much. But... She, the actress, is in uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. So good for her. <laughs> I was so excited when I saw her. I'm like, yeah, yeah. All right. I do uh, think that she's one of the. I don't think anyone's bad in the show, but I think she's one of the better actors in the show. Yeah, and it really she gets to showcase that a lot in in the season because she gets to mm-hmm. be more upfront about like what she suffered in the palace. Yeah. Um, it was very... She's responsible for the poisoning of the king. It was very emotional when the queen sees her and was like, mm. get this bitch out of here. She killed our king. She's like, 
Jinya's like, well, did you know that it's because I put the poison on my body and he wouldn't be dead if he didn't come to my bed every night? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's like, ask me how I did it. She's like, it was his own fault. Like, all he had to do was not come to my room and rape me. Like, yeah. Just like, uh, bad thing after bad thing happens to her. Her face yeah. is now like covered in scars from the, the Michivoya. Yeah. And it can't be her scars and then the ones that Kirigan have. She's a tailor and she cannot fix them. Like right. the, if you're injured with the Merzost, you're just kind of screwed. Right. Right. So and Nikolai, who turns out is a, a bastard offspring, um, is like, uh, Jenya, I'm really sorry that you had to go through all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're just going to call it a wash with you murdering the king. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, fine. <laughs> Pro Nikolai. <laughs> yeah. um, Maybe give her a medal. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bagra is like, listen here, son summoner, you're going to need to do a little practicing and a little training if you're going to beat my son, who's just frankly a, a baddie now. Oh, <laughs> Not and uh, back when they were both still being held captive, mm-hmm. Kirigan chopped off part of her finger to use as an amplifier for himself. Yeah, cut a little pinky off. That was real fun. We love yeah. a cutting pinky moment. and by that i mean we don't (laughs) yeah so bagra's like you know i really thought that i could you know convince you to rein it in a little bit but i see that you're too far gone so i'm gonna join your enemies now so she's trying to help alina and uh she's encouraging alina to like kind of lean into this weird psychic connection that they still have and Mm -hmm. try to sever it so then we get like one of our only, I think one of two like steamy darkling Alina oh, yeah. things. Like, Thank God there's a little bit of you. <sighs> yeah. So Alina's like, oh, I've changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Which was very much like, okay, I'm loving the scene, but also like if he believes this. Yeah. Daddy be a dumb dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Hard. You just saw her and she was like, no, bitch. And now she's like, actually, yes, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Maybe you should think that that's not, not true. So she is trying to sort of seduce him to get close enough to like burn out the ends of the uh, antler in his hand. Mm-hmm. But she looks like in in real life, she looks like she's going to like explode and like burn yeah, the catacombs down so mal's like alina, gonna fall alina 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 and he like pulls her out of it and before she's she can pissed. successfully like burn the, the antler out and she's mad at him and he's like i am fucking doing my best to try to keep you safe and keep up and i it is not working it's not, not to working. mention this is when he just magically comes back after being kidnapped yeah the first army there's no yeah. explanation we're like he's just nah, back don't now. worry it's don't like worry. oh hey you missed everything that happened but you're here now so here's the ketchup <laughs> but yeah. also we're pissed at you for yeah taking my concentration um so he's like i don't know what i have to offer you i guess i'll just do my same old trick of finding the firebird for you yeah the third so- amplifier 
the the third and final amplifier and Bagra's like, listen, we can go to Moritzova's old workshop and you can look at his notes and we'll see if we can find anything. Cause again, surprise, bitch. I'm <laughs> his daughter. <laughs> I loved the amount of surprises in this episode. I was kind of like, I don't know how I feel. And then they're like, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> Because, you know, for reasons, Mal is not having any luck finding, getting a bead on this. Yeah, he heard, like, a frequency with the first two, so he knew where to go, but he's not getting that frequency now. And then they, yeah, so they enter this cave, and, like, only um, a Morozova can Mm -hmm. enter it, so she cuts her fingers, like, boom, bitch, we're in. Mm -hmm. And Alina goes to one room, and she, Bagra takes Mal into another and was like, hey, so this guy was my father. And yeah, there were three amplifiers, but the third thing he resurrected wasn't a firebird. It was my sister who I sliced in half. (laughs) 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 I'm like, oh, okay. Because she broke her, what was it? A swan toy or something? Mm -hmm. And she was a child, so she reacted and unfortunately had uh, very bad consequences. Yeah, And then she got kind of... uh, kicked out of her family yeah shun yeah so she's like the firebird is not a bird it's a bloodline and that's my sister's bloodline which surprise is you and he's like no 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 (laughs) oh (laughs) you don't hear the frequency because you are the frequency yeah yeah uh so meanwhile they're having another projection um hmm. it's Love sort fights. of like a little fight but it's also a little it's a sexy <laughs> fight <laughs> <laughs> he's like pender against the wall um yeah like maybe like, holding okay. her neck <laughs> i'm like <laughs> i'm watching you go on <laughs> um and Bagra's like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna end this mm-hmm. and uh she's like mal as we discussed, you know what you have to do. Get Alina and get out of here. Uh, and so she intervenes in the projection. And she grabs her son's arm and he's like, how are you doing this? <laughs> and again, she's like, her tagline is surprise, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like telling him that, you know, he's got to stop. This is over. And she's like sort of threatening, like she's going to kill him. And of course, his Nisha Voya jump out. And he's like, no, don't do anything to her. That's my mom. And they're like, we aren't controlled by you. We're going to kill her. <laughs> and so she's like laying there dying. And he is like holding her in his arms, like crying. And as her final act, she slices off his his antler hand. Hell yeah. She's a real one for that. <laughs> um, she also like, yeah. So she has instructed Mal and Alina to get the fuck out. And mm-hmm. she burns all of her father's like information and journals so no one else yeah. can ever use that for for evil and then yeah. she she did yeah and then kirgan's like left clutching his hand stump and weeping we feel i felt bad for him i did feel bad for him and then i was also like oh a jamie lannister moment and then he yeah. indeed did get a gold hand. Yeah. Yeah. 
So he's oh. he, he remains down bad. He's basically on a down bad spiral yeah. for most he's kind of, of like <laughs> So like he has moments where he knows that he's a bad person, but he's like, well, yeah. I've been doing it for so long. Better keep on keeping on. Yeah. So um, Mal and Lena go back to the castle or like, what is it called? Um, um, I don't know. But he does, like, before they like fully get out, he does confirm that he can open the cave. Yeah. So that he's yeah. definitely the firebird. And is it called like the spinning wheel or something like that? That it's sounds like right. Separate little castle that Nikolai has for Grisha. Mm-hmm. So like they go back there and Mal's toe up because he knows. Yeah. He... I, felt so, I felt so bad because he was like, I know where the firebird is. We got to go. And they mm-hmm. arrive there. And Alina tells, like, some other people what happened, but she's like, Mal knows where the firebird is, so, you know, we're fine. They're like, okay, well, we gotta go find it. And he's just like, no, no. Uh, can we talk in private? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually did feel emotional when I was watching these scenes where they're like, I don't know, I thought he did a pretty good job of of acting those scenes out of, like, feeling, like, heartbroken, like, that the only thing that he can provide her the thing that he promised to do is to like effectively end the thing that they've been working toward which is Mm -hmm. like this future together although now it sort of feels like alina's working toward a different future goal yeah um which i do agree i thought all of the scenes with like just them together in like the last two episodes were really good and really emotionally charged and yeah after he tells her like hey i'm the firebird and you gotta kill me then finally finally we have a nice intimate evening together (laughs) (laughs) and i thought i thought that was done really well i was yeah okay i'm watching these two people bang but like i'm happy and sad about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it was i i thought that was well done for sure yeah and i want to say that like sort of simultaneously we have nikolai talking with his old army buddy and he's like yeah it's a fake engagement but the feelings are real (laughs) i've never seen you give your compass away to a girl before (laughs) not your lucky compass (laughs) I will say the chemistry, I thought there was more chemistry between him and that particular friend than there was between <laughs> him and Alina. I was like, get these two together. Smoochy yeah. smooch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those deployments are long and lonely. And you know, sometimes they have to turn to each other. And sometimes we want to see that on camera. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, so... Now I'm trying to think of what happens. Well, there is, like, just a slight breach in in this story. There is, like, a whole thing with the the crows where, Mm. what is it? I think this was a while back, but it was, like, Mal and Nikolai and Toya were, like, hey, there's this sword that's rumored to be able to kill anything. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so they're, like, we should get that to kill these shadow monsters. Yeah, it's the sword that can cut through shadow. Yes, so they go to Ketterdam to get side quest our boys, uh-huh. uh, get our crows, and they do this whole little, whole little shenanigans of 
finding this woman who has the sword and there's another little heist of them breaking in and uh, getting poisoned hallucinations and then they eat butterflies <laughs> yeah and that cures them yeah, like it was it was a little fun thing but then it's also like not really instrumental to the story no it is the first time we see shuhan um that they've actually yes. gone there and we learned that the woman who created the sword, the Grisha who created the sword, is mm-hmm. actually the one who still has it because she's also an eternal. And saint. Um, yeah, she's a saint. She's like, oh, all you had to do was ask <laughs> to borrow it. <laughs> Sorry about trying to poison you. <laughs> I did love too how like there's this whole story with uh, how Jesper is actually a Grisha but mm-hmm. he doesn't let it be known and he doesn't do much with it beyond like being a really good sharpshooter mm-hmm. and then she's like hey you're a durast i'll give you the sword but you gotta get your shit together yeah 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 we haven't really talked about any of that no <laughs> or his romance I, I think that the reason i'm not like that's not jumping to mind is that it did not captivate me this like Waylon Jasper thing see it did for me I was like oh I like these little moments Mm -hmm. however I had a really really hard time I had to google I was like how old is the actor playing Waylon because I'm like I'm getting kind of some creepy vibes here (laughs) yeah he looks like a child he's an adult right yeah, I think he's 27, and then the actor okay. that plays Jesper is 28. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is fine. He looks like a little baby elf prince. <laughs> <laughs> a little Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, Chalamet. <laughs> As someone who also has a baby face, so I was like, I sympathize, but also, like, I cannot fully get into this with your face. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you look like He a has, dog. like, five o'clock shadow. Yeah, he's 27. And then... Hit Young, who's Jesper, is 28, yeah. But he they do not look that close in age. No. And then I just kept thinking about, like, with his sexual escapades in the first season, I'm like, this is not really his his type either. Mm-hmm. He was not going for little wafy boys before yeah. him. He, he wasn't into the twink energy. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> they were a little more masculine beforehand. Yeah. Which I mean... You can have a variety of taste. It's sure. fine. I sure. just wasn't really feeling like watching someone look like they were kissing a 12-year-old boy. Yeah. Yeah. So they they have Nashenyar, this special magical blade. Mm-hmm. They're heading back. Um, meanwhile, Nikolai and forces are like, okay, let's be proactive and go out and, and try to see where kirigan and his people are and so they go up once again in the flying boat which is never a good idea no and they're like oh shit they're right here (laughs) ah they're burning our flying ship again (laughs) shocker they crash and hit kirigan's remaining grisha are like giving a lot of theater kid vibes as yeah they, they really are <laughs> as they 
I also I could not get over so this is supposed to be like you know the big battle between the armies and I'm like there's only like 15 20 people on each side (laughs) this is not giving the energy I was expecting blew the budget on the CGI I think and on Ben Barnes (laughs) (laughs) which you know I I guess that's fine I can do investment uh so yeah the his grisha are, are descending to attack he moves the fold to encompass part of the the building the castle that they're in um and they're getting ready to chop uh mal's fingers off <laughs> <laughs> to be an amplifier yeah when all of a sudden it's like oh damn we in the fold now yeah. um so they're all doing little battles and such and uh they decide to send a crew into the heart of the fold to try to have her like destroy it right then while this Mm -hmm. battle is happening so it's um mel alina nina the heart render and inej and zoya yeah because inej arrives and she's like here's the magic blade here alina and she's like i don't know how to use that thing you You don't use it you keep it (laughs) you're way better (laughs) so she's like slashing shadow monsters and being ben calls inej the cheat code she can just like i can do anything pretty accurate (laughs) she's amazing um yeah, they get so, to like the yeah. center of the fold, mm-hmm. and Alina's like, "Look, I know we can do this with me just touching your chest. That's all and, I need." And making out passionately. Yeah. <laughs> if I learned like... anything from the stag, it's <laughs> that you can make out passionately and get the amplifier powers <laughs> that way. <laughs> so they're oh, like standing there in this glowing orb with like fucking like hearts flying around. Yeah, it was very. It was like red, the light that was coming yeah. out. So I'm like, oh, you're like the sun in the heat of your lust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your lust. <laughs> so they're having a moment. And then, of course, Daddy Darkling shows up and he's like, how adorable. <laughs> and he's like, you're too late. <laughs> i'm gonna win this and they're arguing about stuff and nina and zoya and inej are like dragged off into the fold so Mm -hmm. it's really just mal and alina and the darkling and the darkling's like i'm gonna do the cut (laughs) and alina's like so am i got the cut too (laughs) so she doesn't she's like all like ah and she sliced him in the side a little bit. And we're like, cool. And then we hear Mal go, I'm hit. Been hit. And he's laying there looking oh. pretty pretty in pain. And so the Darkling is just like laying over to the side. And she's having this moment with Mal. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, at this point, is the fold gone now, though? No, the fold is not gone yet. Because okay. he's like, hey you know what you've got to do right yeah. now. I'm yeah. dying anyways. Do it before he does. And he's like, uh-huh. what does he say? He's like, you you know where to meet me or something. Yeah. Meet me in, in the, the meadow. meadow. Yeah. And then she... Stabs him in the heart. It's the stabby stab. I do want to ask, is this where you texted me, like, shadow and bone making me cry? <laughs> Or was um, that, I actually cried a few times. <laughs> yeah, I did. I I wanted to say that that was really when they were 
um, about to have their sexy times and they were like talking yeah. out. Yeah, that kind was of like a saying goodbye cry. thing. <laughs> yeah, that that hurt me. Um, but yeah, the whole meet me in the meadow thing is like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, the fact that like he was so resigned to it, he's like, yeah, you gotta kill me. Yeah, and she had to do it. So she does she... it. She tears down the fold. It's just like a fucking strip of desert now. Yep. We got some bright blue skies above us yeah. on this nice sunny day. Kierigan is still laying there and she comes over to him and uh, he's like, no, no, uh, you you still need me for, <laughs> for reasons. You need a villain uh, to for reasons. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, if you get rid of me, they're going to come after you instead. Yeah, which points were made. Points were made. Foreshadowing did happen. And he was like, I was, I did all this to try to like find peace. And for a second, I did. And we get a little flashback to him and Alina making out. I was like, "Hmm, okay. (laughs) I actually, I felt quite sad for him. I was like, oh, he really does care about her in his own twisted way. Yeah. Um. But oh, yeah, like some Merzos like comes out of him, mm-hmm. and, and he's like, "No, monster. don't attack her!" Yeah, I'm like, "Oh no!" And that's when she realizes, like, "Oh, you don't have any control, control. over these buddies." Yeah. Um, <sighs> so I don't remember exactly. Uh, she stabs him with a dagger, I think, or something. Yeah, she, right, like the bottom of his chest. Yeah. And he's like, "Burn me." yeah he's laying on the ground he's like oh i I wrote it down he's looking at the sky and it's like oh blue skies and then he looks over at alina and he goes little saint or did he say oh my little my saint. little saint and then he dies yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty sad actually it was sad but also like kind of anticlimactic at the same i agree time yes yeah it was you want him to go out with an, a, a bang yeah it was a very um, <laughs> soft close yeah so they're like okay we'll burn him um but meanwhile nina can you get mal back to yeah. living and she's like i'm not really having any luck and it makes sense because uh, he's just been stabbed in the heart <laughs> <laughs> after being sliced with a shadow blade <laughs> um and Alina's like, I can't fucking lose him. So then without having any training or even really knowing what Merzost is, somehow she uses it to bring him back to life. And Nina's like, that wasn't me. Nina is pissed. Yeah. <laughs> she says, oh, no, no. Yeah. Um, that was a misstep. And so everything's supposed to be like, yeah, we're celebrating despite, you know, the losses of this battle. But Mal is like, dissociating hard and yeah, not he had accepted he was in the meadow and then he got drug drugged back he's mm-hmm. like i don't want to be here anymore yeah and his whole life and purpose is now like taken away from him he was like i was only here because i was the firebird mm-hmm. and i was meant to help you but now what do i have yeah and he's like how do i know how do either of us know that like the reason that we want to be together is real and not this this mystical Merzosti thing? Right. And yet he doesn't 
he does not stick around to find out. He says, guess it must have just been that, so I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> I was Peace out. pissed, frankly. I was too. I was like, I don't... Like, I understood why he felt the way he felt. Mm-hmm. But then to just... <laughs> to be like, oh, we're so deeply in love, and then just go, yeah, maybe not. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, okay, I'm going to fuck off and have my own life, which, fine, respect. And if we end up back together, then we'll know it's real. Yeah. But it's like, you couldn't wait, like, a day? Right, he just immediately gets out of there. Yeah. Um, He's like, I don't feel it anymore. I don't feel the pull to you anymore, which is like, that is a savage fucking thing to say. two hours, I don't feel it. (laughs) And like she just did fucking Merzos for him. You know, I yeah, that was just like a man. I was like, <laughs> I was feeling for her pretty hard then when she yeah. like she just did this thing that she wasn't supposed to do. That's gonna completely change her as a person mm-hmm. to bring back this person that she loved because she loved him so much. And it's just mm-hmm. like yeah. he's like, yeah, I thanks, don't I guess. Really- feel that way about you <laughs> so he decides to become the new Sturmond and uh at, at a similar moment we have Kaz and Inej coming to a crossroads <laughs> where you know they've done this ultimate heist and you know it's like it's over now we can go back to our lives um they've kind of had a rift since his big stand down with Pekka Rollins because she went to she interfere ditched. with some human trafficking which we we stand yeah. her we support we stand. her <laughs> but he felt betrayed which like i can understand that and uh he's like stay i i want you to stay with me you know i'm doing this thing you. with my cold hard heart <laughs> and i am telling you that i want you and this is like exactly what happened during her hallucination she's like oh my god my dreams are coming true but like in the hallucination he still wouldn't like quite kiss her and so she's like, what, you want me to stay and be with you and we'll never touch, we'll never kiss? Like, she's like, I'll have you, Kaz Brecker, without your armor, or I won't have you at all. Which just broke me because yeah. I was like, yeah, girl, set those boundaries. But then and, the and he can't say anything. Like, no. Yeah. No, it's like he's been can't. through some stuff. He just made... <laughs> a groundbreaking improvement of being able to say that he cares about you at all but like you know i i get i get that for her too it's yeah like definitely. she deserves more than a pittance so she's like okay well i guess i'm gonna go on this journey with Sturmond, and she's hopping on the flying boat which i don't know why they keep using it's never it a good keeps idea. crashing <laughs> and tolia is on there and there's some energy there is some sexual eye contact (laughs) (laughs) and i said yes please (laughs) yes please i am ready for that love triangle yeah with every fiber of my being yeah feed me some of that But so Kaz goes back to the barrel. He's now like the boss of the barrel, but at what cost? He's a lonely motherfucker. Um, and we have Alina and Nikolai that are they're they're doing a coronation for him to be king and all this stuff, but he's got an injury 
from one of yeah. the Nishavoya, the shadow monsters, and it's not healing up right. He's got some shadow inside of him. Yep. Uh, so we're at the coronation, and this Fjordan zealot is on this new Grisha drug that makes him super powerful and fucked mm-hmm. up. And she's like, I will heartrend you all. <laughs> the most like violent scene in the entire yes. series. Everyone is spewing blood out of their mouths. It it's was horrible. so graphic. <laughs> it is really hard to watch. And, uh, you know, Alina is like collapsing too, and she's like, "Okay, I guess I better do the cut." <laughs> <laughs> you know, now that I can do it, and so she slices old girl in half, but her blade has shattered because oh. of the mezost. And then at the very end, we're like looking Ghost at her face, her face, and she's like freaking out, and then she can see tiny smile. <laughs> I got chills oh, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I am so into this <laughs> like i cannot wait for the next season yeah although like i'm really sad that the dark thing won't be in the next season um yeah it's pretty detrimental to <laughs> most of the You're... things i love about this show. i know i know <laughs> okay wow we made it through we did it <sighs> <laughs> so we talked about some of the roses and thorns of it yes. the things that we liked and didn't like do you have any in particular that you want to mention of things that were dubs or l's for you okay let me see i will oh i guess we covered most of this but i'll, I'll just do a, a rapid fire okay of my my likes here okay. one was the supporting character romances i yeah. like the little moments that they took and they really like built up their characters which I know you said you didn't like it but it was like Wylan and Jesper for it um mm-hmm. David and Jinya I, oh. <laughs> I I'm so heartbroken I love them so much the scene where he asks her what her favorite like gem is mm-hmm. and uh at first she says emerald but that's like reserved for the royal family and she's like you know what a ruby then and he goes rubies are stronger than emeralds mm-hmm. and, then, <laughs> and then when they are in like the final battle they're in this place and there's a shadow monster and it's like chasing them and david sees this like little hatch and he gets Jinya in there and then closes it and is like getting her to safety clearly just like sacrificing himself and yeah i will cry right now jenya is screaming yeah which is really like why i was like she is such a good actor when i was just skimming through the episodes again i got yeah. to that point and just immediately started crying because of how like visceral her reaction yes is. yes and her then, screams are very like devastated yeah and then like after She's like, oh, he's dead. She goes to like his bed, and there's a little, a uh, little case she's with the like emerald inside. She's like clutching his his jacket, and there's like a drawing of how the ring he's gonna make uh, with the just ruby. Kill me. Yeah, and she's so just sad. like sobbing. She gets a fucking raw deal. She like, does. However, like at the, at the very end before the coronation, her and Zoya go in to talk to Alina, and Alina's like 
hey, it's going to be the three of us running shit around here. And she's like, just all happy again. I'm like, I yeah. know you're devastated. Please do not <laughs> pretend. <laughs> but also, yeah. you know, we saw a large streak of blood, but we did not see a body. So I'm that's just gonna true. Hold on hope. I have been thinking that. I'm like, like okay. I'm going to say David's still out there because I need that for my soul. Yeah, we see the blood splash, but like you'd think that we would see a body. Yeah, there would be something there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess that wasn't so much rapid fire. Here's the rest of them. Actual <laughs> rapid fire. Um, the ending, my favorite. I love that they're bringing in some more darkness and that she is becoming the villain. I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, ready for mm-hmm. it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Kaz fighting people with his cane. <laughs> there is something I was like, this is doing something for me that I yeah. don't quite understand. Um, we were watching oh, it dude. and Benno goes, I didn't know Kaz got down like that. <laughs> he I does, love and I'm that. into it. I loved his kicking ass scene. I'm yeah, like, I was great. Huh? Uh, yeah, so that's actually more on top of the list. Um, and then I have Toilia. To- oh my god, Tolia is hot, and Jamie Lannister <laughs> hands. That's my list. <laughs> uh, any big complaints that we didn't already talk about? Um, yes. So. Okay, so I guess it's really just two things. And I will start with the major one. I felt like the pacing was off throughout Mm -hmm. the majority of the season. Like, um, specifically for Alina's storyline, there wasn't a lot of character growth for her. Mm. I I didn't feel like it was just like, in the first season, she was so unsure of herself and kind of like building herself up. And then the season, it just starts and she's like, well, I've got this. This is fine. I'm kind of happy yeah. now. Like, yeah. what's up? I'm here. And it I was felt just... that way too. She became like much more two dimensional. Yes. I, and I had a lot of issues with that. I was like, I don't yeah. really like you anymore. Right. I felt the same way. And until the, the turning point for me was when she had that conversation with Bagra and she gets kind of weepy where she's like, I feel like even my power is not mine anymore because of the way yeah. that he violated me. Yeah, um, I agree. And that I thought that was pretty powerful. But until then, she had just been like, I have no doubts. I know what I'm doing. And I know exactly. the answers. Like, that's like, not ah, your character. That's not man. super interesting. Yeah. And just like, I felt like a lot of the season was just like, here's what's happening. Here's the next thing. Here's the next thing. And except mm-hmm. for like more of the crow stuff was more character building, which is more yeah. of what I'm into. Same. I um, love, but the crow I found stuff. that like their actual plot wasn't as interesting. Mm-hmm. So it was like, if they just combined their powers, it would have been yeah. a lot more pleasing for me. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. You really put the nail in that one. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, we didn't mention anything about the Fjordan. <laughs> oh, been because... in the entire season. You well, know why? Yeah, frankly, I didn't really care about it. I did care, but nothing. It just wasn't important. Like, literally, he starts in the prison and he ends in the prison. So, yeah. 
I feel like it was really just there to show him shirtless and to have I'm his not against that his sensual flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Which again, you know, awesome. that's fine. If that's yeah. all it is, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, I did feel sad when they brought out the wolves and they were like, "Oh, you got to fight these wolves, even though yeah. they're sacred, sacred to your to you. religion." Yeah. But then they, the wolves were like, "Now nah, we cool." <laughs> we cool. <happy. laughs> He gave us a little crust of bread once, so we're <laughs> fine. <laughs> <Your> pals. <laughs> um, oh, so my one other thorn for this mm-hmm. was Ben Barnes scars. Looks like they Horn were drawn on with ball. sharpie. <laughs> looked really dumb, I thought. They looked stupid. They were like split, straight black lines. Yeah, I'm like, I get that you're trying to make this like kind of a certain aesthetic but they still need to look like scars like yeah i thought they did a, a fairly decent job with like genya and like those yeah. scars right can, can we do something <laughs> and they're like not his beautiful face <laughs> like i get it but just yeah. make them like i don't know make them kind of jagged or i know just add I... some more texture or something i was complaining about that and ben was like oh i think they're fine I'm like, no, no, they're not fine. <laughs> I saw them, like, I follow Ben Barnes on Instagram, and he had posted some pictures prior to the yeah. season coming out, and immediately I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I was hoping, terrible. I saw those too, and I was like, maybe they're going to CGI them a little bit, like, yeah, and, but they, they certainly didn't. did not, <laughs> or if they did, it did not help. <laughs> no. Yeah, I think that my biggest complaint there are a lot of things that I loved I loved about the season and I just loved having more Shadow and Bone content, period. Mm-hmm. But Mal's very sudden <laughs> departure. Uh I hated that. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna flip this table over. <laughs> I was so upset by it. Yeah, it was but not great. Maybe they really couldn't let it linger and still allow us to have hope of this like sort of passionate reunion yeah and I am curious I do want to read the books and like after the first season I was like oh this is so good I'm just gonna watch this as it happens on the show yeah um but after this season I I thought the season was uh mid yeah like it was eh uh, yeah. so I was like you know what I'm just I'm gonna go ahead and read the books and I know that there's like some good differences between them since the, the crows and Alina storyline are technically two different series right so right they I'm don't curious understand. to see how that's handled there yeah I would love to know more about that mm-hmm. and if it feels steamy <laughs> I in the book. certainly hope so <laughs> if it's not maybe I won't read all of it yeah exactly <laughs> why waste time (laughs) (laughs) all right we're to the last item on our outline for today okay which is the crossover challenge so if you were going to cross over this shadow and bone ip with another show book or movie what would you want to see a crossover with okay so i have two things okay one is a show that i was like i cannot not mention this because it's so similar and that is avatar the last airbender 
Oh, okay. Because <laughs> in that show, it's like very similar where there are people that are called benders and mm. they can bend different elements. So there's water benders and earth benders, fire, uh, air. I'm like, okay. And then they have the avatar, which is a person that can bend all four elements. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. So even though that's not what the Sun Summoner is, like they both have these like unique people that they're the only ones that can do these certain things and the chosen one yeah but avatar at least in the last airbender it's kind of like a a road trip show Mm -hmm. so you start off with ang and he can't bend all the four elements and he needs to learn to do that so they travel through the different regions to get taught by like the best benders so he can gather all these elements and you know save everybody from the evil fire nation that is colonizing the world um Mm -hmm. so i was like they could go about that it would not necessarily mesh with the current story like it would have to be changed around but like they Mm -hmm. could have that to where alina has to go around and learn from different people instead of like you know just like here's this amplifier now i'm better (laughs) yeah yeah i think that would be super interesting so that's that's the one that i'm like as I watched the show, I kept being like, Avatar, Avatar, Avatar. Mm-hmm. But the one that my heart screams for. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say what it is until the end because you're going to know what it is. Okay. <laughs> so this is, as we are right now, Alina goes full evil. And she's going to end up being defeated. And is she's not killed, but she's exiled like deep into the forest but there are still people that see her as a saint so -hmm. they follow her and they live together quietly for hundreds of years and then Mm -hmm. slowly once people have forgotten about her she starts sending people out to go and gather so she can bring her voices so she can grow larger and Uh then one day Florence Pugh shows up (laughs) Midsummer begins. <laughs> like I want a fantasy cult, and I don't think that's too much to ask for. <laughs> uh, uh, I did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> but then, as soon as you said that she was sending people out into the world, yeah. of my own. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow. That's good. Yeah, that's what my heart wants. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I wanted to have, so with the Avatar one, I was like, this makes, like, other people have made these comparisons. I'm like, so I'm going to bring that one and then something unhinged. But I couldn't think of anything unhinged. And then suddenly I thought of Midsummer. I'm like, well, this isn't even unhinged. This is just something I want to happen. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So mine, I have been dabbling back in, I was going to say dabbling in the dark arts. No, (laughs) I've been dabbling back in some YA recently and which this is, Mm -hmm. and it has made me realize that uh, what I really like about these kinds of, of IP is that there's like this eternal morally gray man and this <laughs> not like other girls girl <laughs> that he's like teaching the ways mm-hmm. and that's what 
does it for me in a very a way that I personally find very disturbing <laughs> like, frankly I am right there with you yeah. <laughs> so I just finished reading a book called Belladonna uh, by Adeline Grace and in that book we have a character who's like she she's like 19 she is sort of witchy she kind of has some like powers to like she can see spirits um she can like know when death is coming and she so far has not been able to die um and then she ends up striking up a relationship with this anthropomorphization of death and himself oh okay um so he's like listen it seems like we have some of the same powers so let me teach you how to use those and i'm like okay (laughs) okay daddy (laughs) so i don't know if it necessarily like needs to be a full crossover but if if you are enjoying that kind of aspect of shadow Mm -hmm. and bone then you might enjoy okay also i might i might take a gander at that yeah it's a fun read uh it's it's a pretty quick read too that's Um, great i (laughs) (laughs) i think that's it i think that's everything Do you have anything else you want to say to wrap up? Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Sarah, for being our our spooky season correspondent and our resident zaddy aficionado. I appreciate the service you provide. (laughs) Happy to provide it at any time. (laughs) Thank you for bringing me here today. Well, listeners, if you have made it this far, <laughs> I love you. Thank you. We will have everything in the show notes, including how to uh, reach our website and social media. And until next time, air kisses.